1: Holy shit, it's 2023. Welcome to another episode of Living the Life. But you know what? It's not just another episode because this is the first episode of 2023. This is
2: actually really cool because we started the podcast in 2022, so now we can officially say that we've been doing this for years.
1: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's kind of a stretch. (laughs) It hasn't even been a year yet. (laughs) But, But yeah, whatever. Whatever you feel better marissa Mm, i like that so how was your since we're at the beginning of january how was your christmas holidays oh my
2: gosh we've got so many fun updates to give you guys christmas was awesome this year i well i told kathleen beforehand i said all right maximum of two events i will do with your family and i decided with my family i was like yeah it's like i'm not feeling called to during
1: the christmas season actually spend time with my family so it guys just to give you some background. My parents, for all of those out there who have divorced parents, you know what I'm talking about. Marissa and I end up going to so many Christmas brunches and dinners. And a lot of years we end up doing like two Christmas dinners in one night where we do like half the night one place, half the night the other place. So it it ends up being a lot. And usually by the end of the holiday, we feel like really tired and just burnt out. I think in 2021,
2: we between Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day. I think we were at five different dinners and that included driving all the way out to Cumbermere and spending time with my family. It was like, it was insane. No, no, not 2021. That would have been 2020. Mm -hmm. 2021, we were out in BC and we were, we went the opposite. We're like, run away. (laughs) We didn't didn't actually, but it was really nice to have like a super quiet one. And then this year we found the perfect balance. So it it was, yeah, it was perfect. We had like two Christmas dinners. We still got to like message people and stay in touch with people, but we got to the end and we'd actually been moving through all of it. So we weren't just sitting and eating all the time. Uh, We didn't eat too much sugar. I had a couple days of sugar and alcohol. And then of course you have your crash afterwards a little bit, but like going into the new year, Kathleen and I were talking about this earlier. I feel on like for January 2nd, especially after being out past midnight, I think this was also the first year we made it past midnight on new years. (laughs) Like it's, it's like, okay, wow, like, we're, we're taking care of ourselves, so we feel good. So Christmas was a lot of fun. It was very much full of, yeah, holiday joy and cheer it was filled with love. It was filled with connection. It was filled with presence in terms of like, being present. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, but presents. also presence. Yeah. So it was it was a great time. What about you? How'd you find your your holidays? What were some of
1: your highlights? Yeah, I to go back to like saying no to things. In the past, I felt very guilty to say no to events or doing like all these different secret Santas we would do with all different areas of our family, and then you know I end up getting gifts that I don't really care about, to be honest. And then we end up having to buy a whole bunch of random small gifts, and I I've just like I've had the practice now of saying no to brunches and dinners and events and in the past like I said I felt really guilty and there's still a little bit of that there but it definitely felt better than in the past and I think that just honoring us and our energy and by doing that then when we actually go to those dinners and those events we participate we're fully present we're fully there we're super excited to see everyone rather than feeling like, Oh, there's another one I have to go to. I'm really tired and I just rather be at home. So yeah, I felt like it was a really good balance this year. And you know, like Marissa said, we went all the way to BC and didn't see like we saw a couple family members. We saw Marissa's sister and her brother, but other than that, like I didn't see any of my family. And so that was like an extreme swing of the pendulum and now we found a happy medium, which feels really, really good. Yeah. So,
2: what was? Because I, I know Kathleen's got a funny story. She's got there. What was the funniest story for you, Kathleen, from
1: over <laughs> Christmas? <laughs> well, for anyone who it, it was like a a Christmas gift exchange, a Secret Santa. It's the only one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we did one of them. But it was a spin on it where it's called the the White Elephant. So everyone brings a gift that's wrapped. And you don't know whose gift it is, and then there's no names on it or anything, and there's just a big pile of gifts underneath the tree. And then you pull names from a hat, and the first person chooses a gift and unwraps it. And then the second person on the list gets to either steal that open gift from the first person if they like it, or take the risk and open up a random gift from the pile. And then it goes on and on like that. So you're like stealing all the good gifts from people. You're getting stuck with maybe the not so fun gifts and, and it's super fun. And anyway, so we were doing it and we're getting to the end and it's with the cousins and aunts and uncles and siblings and all of that. And we were hosting it at, uh, at my mom's house where Marissa and I are living as well. And so We're unwrapping all of these gifts and we're getting near the end. We're like, why is there still so many gifts underneath the tree? And I look over at my mom and I was like, mom, did you leave gifts underneath the tree that weren't meant for the, the secret Santa? And she's like, no, no. And she's getting like defensive about it. Oh my God, it was so funny. And I was like, mom, they have the same wrapping paper as you had for Like our family gifts before. Like I'm pretty sure that you have extra gifts underneath the tree. She's like, No, I don't. No, I don't. So she keeps going on and on. Like, fine, maybe it's not her. So then we get to the the end, and we're like, Okay, there's still two gifts underneath the tree. So we have to go to each person who came and is like, Okay, has your gift been opened? Like, who brought that gift? We're going down the line one by one, and then finally my we get to a gift my mom is like oh my god that was a gift meant for somebody else and so we were just laughing so hard so it ends up that actually she left two gifts underneath the tree that weren't for it at all so people in the secret santa were opening up random gifts for someone else and we all just had a very good laugh and i mean Yet again, I was right.
2: Oh, my gosh. It was so funny, though. So Kathleen's mom, I mean, we're all all—we're all there drinking. No one's obliviated by any means. But, like, we're all having a good time. Yeah. So it was so funny just to Kathleen, like, watching Kathleen, she's, like, trying to manage, like, this whole situation, too. Like, she's, it was so funny. There was, like, I went, I'm, like, oh, my gosh, she's the, the responsible adult now. At one point, she was, like, telling, like, her cousin, like, because Kathleen made this Christmas drink. It was, like, a, a mock Moscow mule.
1: <laughs> Mo- Moscow mule, but I can't speak. it's it's a Moscow mule, but it's made with apple cider. So it's very festive. And then for some people I was putting a little bit of um fireball in there. So it's like a cinnamony uh apple cider Moscow mule. I'm just saying it was really good. So if you want to try it. It
2: was so but it's it was so funny. So she's making these for everybody, right? So she's there's a lot of alcohol she's doing some damage control of being like okay may, maybe this person I'll put a little less alcohol in theirs because they've already had so many and that so then when it gets to she's like sitting there with the presents and they're opening up and she's like and of course Kathleen's also had some, some drinks and she's like no mom I've been watching the wrapping paper I already saw one opened up with your wrapping paper and then her mom's on the other side were, no 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 it wasn't me it wasn't. they're going back and forth and then at the end it was like Oh uh, yeah, that that's me. So it was just it was hilarious. It was quite funny. So and ended up working out. I think because because there were some people who'd already opened up the gifts that weren't meant for them, and they had a, like a split moment of like, oh, but I kind of wanted this. And then but they ended up getting gifts that they were happy with anyway. Yeah. So it it all worked out. But it was just like oh my goodness, we're like okay, like so obviously somebody here is not paying attention or something's going on because there's two extra gifts <laughs> that no one says they brought so someone's not paying any attention it was so funny
1: <laughs> that was a good time what was we all- i was gonna ask what was your favorite part of the holidays my favorite part i just i just liked it not being
2: so busy that it didn't feel like stuffed hmm. like it's like when like like Something I've said in the past is, I finish the holidays, I'm like, I feel like I need a holiday from the holidays just because there's so many activities going on. There's so much food going on. There's so much alcohol. There's not enough movement. There's so many sounds and people. And it's like it just throws all of it off. And then you finish and it's like you're exhausted. So I think just like just being present in it and not being too crazy and actually being able to enjoy all the parts, I think that was that was really fun. But there was also there's a really fun game. We put together and made, we played a lot of games with the family, which was awesome. We played Family Feud, which Kathleen's mom set up. There was this, you you plug it in on the computer and then we put it on the TV. So we played Family Feud. That really was a fun time. But then there was something we saw on TikTok, which was hilarious, which was uh, people, they'd taken these beer pong cups, these solo cups, and you tie them around your waist and then you attach a string with a Christmas a bulb um we use plastic ones don't worry um hanging underneath and you have to like basically do a kettlebell swing hopefully everyone on this podcast
1: it was not it was not a kettlebell (laughs) swing it looked like everyone was humping the air it was so funny it was
2: phenomenal and then so having everybody from kathleen's grandparents to her younger cousins everyone working together we set it up as a relay so we made teams of three and it was like all three people on your team had to get it in to be able to win so it was it was a lot of fun but it was oh my gosh Kathleen and I were also just laughing being like, yeah, also apparently like when just as personal trainers, but yeah, like you can just see from mechanics, a lot of people, they don't know how to do a proper hip hinge or thrust. And it was just, it was funny. Kathleen, you, you had that technique down though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've done many a kettlebell swing in my day, (laughs) but, but yeah, that was, that was so fun. Marissa put that game on. So you did a really good job and made it super fun and and it was cool too this year because another thing that went really well is there wasn't a lot of desserts. And so that felt really good too, to not stay up crazy, crazy late on most of the nights and then not eat a ton of sugar. I felt like that made such a difference in my overall energy over the holidays. And then we were going to the gym fairly frequent frequently throughout the holidays we did heavy deadlifts on Christmas day and my mom came with me and did them and it was just like it felt like a really good balanced holiday full of fun abundance love and health.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Catherine's staring at me what is the fourth thing we talk about on this podcast (laughs) and then oh there was something else we did too which was really fun which was on Christmas Eve we went we did a social run and it was it was minus 20 felt like minus 30 I think is what it said with the wind chill and so we went out 8 30 in the morning on Christmas Eve with and we went and did this trail run the social trail run we never met the group before they were a great group but it was great because we put on our Christmas
1: onesies and just went running through the woods for an hour and a bit (laughs) and it was not a groomed trail at all it was like a slog you're I felt like I was taking one step forward half a step back every time and sinking in and oh my god my my feet like the arch of my feet the next day were sore because i was gripping my shoes so much slipping around it was crazy
2: yeah but it was fun no holidays were great and then now we're shifting into 2023 it's a new year and so we wanted to talk to you guys today about new year like it's setting are you going to be setting resolutions, goals? Like what's, what does this look like when you're shifting into a new year? This is a time where for a long time, people, they sent the set resolutions. They set goals. they have intentions. And then we've also, I've noticed in the past couple of years, there's been this whole almost like opposite of like, like, why would you set all these new things in a new year? Like you should just always change. Don't wait for the new year. But then also being like, Oh, I'm not going to set anything. So it's, we want to have a conversation around that and being like, Should you set goals? Should you set resolutions? Should you have intentions? Or is it not for you? And I, I think the bottom line at the end of this is going to come down to, it's going to depend on you, what works for you. But at the end of the day, if you're not setting goals and resolutions, and if you're not getting results, that's not working. But also, if you are setting goals and resolutions, and you're not hitting them, that's also not working. So like, okay, how can we find this, this balance, right between what is helpful for you in helping you create a life which is full of health, fun, love, and abundance, if that's what's important to you, or whatever your things are? like, But specifically for us, what we all talk about is like, how can we create more health, more fun, more love, more abundance? Like, What's going to help you be able to do that? Is it setting resolutions? Is it setting New Year's goals? Is it finding an intention or a word? Like, what's going to help you really be able to get the most out of this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like there's some people that are all for the new year's resolutions. Like Yeah. As soon as January hits, like I'm going to be super consistent and super healthy and on the wagon. And then there's this other group of people that are like, I don't make new year's resolutions. That's stupid. And it's, it's up to you at the end of the day. And to be honest, like January 1st is just an arbitrary number that people have decided, okay, at the beginning of the year, this is when I'm going to do all of my resolutions and goal setting and all of that. And I think that you can, it, it can be a pitfall where if you're only setting goals once a year and you're only really reflecting once a year, then maybe that can be a hindrance to you. You can choose to do it halfway through the year. You can cho- choose to do it in February, in November. It doesn't really matter. But I I really enjoy New Year's resolution and the idea of a new year and a reset and a clean slate. And everyone's talking about it and everyone's doing it and everyone's excited and motivated. And so if you find yourself wanting to do that wanting to participate in that, don't feel bad. Like, I, I think it's really good. Worse than I do it and you know there's so many different ways that you can do it you can journal about it you can set um a vision board up which is super fun you can do it by yourself you can enlist your your buddies or your family in with you and there's like a common goal that you're all setting for yourself but yeah if you're if you're excited to do that then don't feel bad cuz other people are making you feel bad because it's it's you know quote unquote so dumb that everyone's doing this
2: And I would challenge you that if you're someone who's like, oh, I don't set these, ask yourself, is this helpful? Because if you're not setting goals and you have nothing to direct yourself and your energy and what you're going to be focused on moving forward, does that mean that you have zero guiding point whatsoever. Like, and you don't, maybe you don't need New Year's goals, New Year's resolutions. Maybe you just already have consistent goals and continuous goals and resolutions. And you already have that direction. But I know for myself in the past, I've been very scared to state my goals and my things that I'm working towards. One, because then I actually have to work towards them and be consistent. I don't like that because sometimes it's not fun and easy. But then also too, there's like this part of me, which is like, I'm afraid if I say it out loud and then I don't get it, People are going to judge me. People aren't going to think I'm good enough. People aren't going to. So it's like, okay, like, are you not setting goals because you don't actually want to do the work or are you afraid of what it might look like if you might fail? Because that's the thing too, is like, sometimes we're so afraid of failure that we don't even try, but then it means that we don't get there. So if you're say, let's say it's something like your health. You're like, okay, this year I actually want to improve my health, but you're afraid to put out there, okay, I want to bring my blood pressure back to a healthy state, or I want to bring my weight to a healthy range again regardless of whether that's losing weight or gaining weight, whatever that looks like. But like saying that out loud is going to mean that when you have to work for it, right? And then there's going to be those times where like, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym. There's going to be those times where like, oh, I don't feel like eating this thing. I want to eat something else instead. But you're like, okay, I know with what I've said I'm committed to, that's not going to help me, right? So it's going to hold you accountable. So that's one reason why people, they don't like like to set the goals. And then like I said, on the failure side, right? If you say, okay, I want to improve my blood pressure, and what happens if it's a year later and, you're, and you've are and you got a 10-year-old kid who's like, well, mom, dad, I thought you said you wanted to work on your blood pressure, being a healthy weight, and they see you doing these actions and these behaviors, doing something else. Like, yeah, of course it's going to be uncomfortable. Of course you're going to feel like someone else maybe has these other thoughts or these interpretations or these judgments of you. And that that's uncomfortable. But realizing at the end of the day, it's really just highlighting the truth of what's going on. So... I'd encourage you that if you're avoiding setting resolutions because you're either afraid of committing yourself or of what other people are going to think if you fail, then maybe that's a sign that resolutions and goals maybe are for you and it's about you doing work on the, the thoughts and the beliefs around them, not about not setting them. But if you're the person who's like, you know what, I've set them and then I just spend all my time beating myself up, you're not actually setting goals from a place of love. It's from a place of I should be this way or I should do this to make other people like me more or to be a good person, whatever the the motivation is, then you you might know. And this is where, again, you're gonna have to go back and it depends for you, but you might go back and say, you know what? This isn't right for me. Having a resolution or goal isn't for you, but maybe having an intention is, right? Maybe none of it is, but like think about it and figure out what's actually going to be helpful for you. Ask yourself, is having a goal gonna be helpful? Is having a really resolution gonna be helpful? Is having an intention going to help you
1: Be more of who you want to be and create the life you want to live. Yeah, I would challenge anyone who feels like goals aren't for them. That I think that personally, I think that goals are helpful for everyone. Like if you were to ask someone who has built a super successful business, I guarantee you that they have done goal setting throughout. Because to build a successful business, you have to intentionally have steps and goals that you're hitting on a weekly or a monthly basis to then build that super successful business at the end of let's say 10 years or 5 years you've hit that point where you're like wow this is a very th- this is a really good thriving business and if you didn't have intentionality behind those steps on a daily or weekly or monthly basis then you might be doing all the wrong things to try to grow your business and you're not putting the emphasis towards you getting towards that goal and putting that energy behind what actually matters. So just like a successful business, you know, if, if you have a life that you're trying to create and everyone's quote unquote successful life is different from everyone else, but you have an idea in your head of what that successful life looks like to you. And so, You need to be taking those steps on a consistent basis. So by the time you're five years from now, 10 years from now, you can look back and be like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm really proud of how I showed up over these years. And I'm really proud at where I'm at now rather than wouldn't it suck if you looked back and you're like, wow, I didn't, I didn't put any intentionality behind anything that I did these past few years. And now I'm where I'm at and it sucks and I don't like it.
2: Mm-hmm. So when we look at goals and resolutions, the thing that I really want to highlight and talk to you guys about is the difference between having a goal or resolution, which is based on an outcome versus based on actions. So for example, if you have a resolution, which is like, okay, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. That's a, that's like a very specific outcome, which the reality is, is you have no clue what could happen this year right you might have a tragedy might happen in your life you might lose a loved one and get to the point where like, literally it's just Im- imagine unimaginable to be able to take care of yourself and be able to get to these goals right maybe you lose your job maybe you have to then suddenly give up all this time to focus on your health that you now have to shift into making sure you take care of your- yourself financially and provide right there like you don't know what's going to happen so that's not something that you can be like, okay, I can by the end of this year be like, yes, I'm, I can for sure make sure this happens. And it's very easy for you to then, at the end of the year, beat yourself up. So instead of focusing on an outcome, saying this specifically is what I want it to look like at the end, if you focus on what the actions would be that would be expected to be required to get you there, That's what's going to help you make this happen. So let's say, let's use this very simple example of someone, if you do want to lose 50 pounds over the course of the next year, instead of making your goal lose the 50 pounds, lay out what's involved to lose that 50 pounds. Okay. Losing 50 pounds would be losing one pound a week on average. Mm -hmm. Cool. If that was the case, what does it take to lose one pound a week? Well, you're looking at being in a calorie deficit of approximately 500 calories a day cool, right? How do you do that? Okay, you can do it by smaller portion sizes, you can try intermittent fasting, you can adjust your different macros and your amounts. What else can you do? Upping your protein is going to help it make sure you're not as hungry. You can practice saying no to desserts. Look at the menu. Go for a walk. Yeah, right? Adding in more movement, going for walks, right? Also, you're gonna have to make sure your workouts are in check. So that way your hormones aren't everywhere and your cravings aren't everywhere. You're also gonna have to make sure you take care of your sleep. So saying, okay, cool, there's all these pieces now So when we look at the basics, what is it going to be involved in you actually getting there? Okay, you're going to have to take more responsibility for your sleep, for your nutrition, and for your movement. Super simple. That's how it's going to be. Okay, cool. So then what can you put into your life that that's going to look like if these are action based goals, things you're choosing to do that you can still choose to do that are within your control. You can't control whether or not your body actually loses the 50 pounds, but you can control whether or not... You choose to prioritize your sleep and be in bed by 1030 every night. I might just be saying, OK, cool, like this is what I'm working towards. This is what my my goal is. This is what my resolution is. And you might for some people like resolution means like it's black or white. You hit it or you don't. Right. And if someone's say like an alcoholic, maybe their resolution is be off of alcohol, 100 percent sober. But maybe for you, it's not as much about a resolution of it's black or white every night. I have to be in bed at 1030. And if not, then it's a deal breaker. It's like, no, no, maybe it's just more of like a goal where it's have some grace, have some be gentle with yourself where, you know, those two nights a month where you're going to be out at parties, but realizing like, you know what, before this idea of being out and partying once a week, this isn't going to work because then it's going to throw you off for three days, which is going to make it harder and almost impossible for you to follow your nutrition for you to actually get your workouts in, for you to do all the other things that's then going to help you be able to get to this place where you lose those 50 pounds. So this is where I encourage you to start. When you you think about the goals you're setting, think about what it is you want. What is that outcome? Yes, but don't make the outcome the goal. Look at the action steps involved to get you there and make those action steps your goal.
1: I really like that because... When we're so focused on the long-term outcome, and let's say, let's go back to Marissa's example of 50 pounds in a year. So let's say you were only focused on the 50 pounds a year and you were showing up consistently over the year, but you failed at your goal, goal at 50 pounds. I bet you if you were consistent still on those small goals, like she said, of going to sleep at a good amount of time, focusing on your nutrition, focusing on your movement, maybe you lost 30 pounds. Like, that's that's still amazing. You're still way healthier than you were at the beginning. But if you just focus on that outcome of the 50 pounds, then you might feel like you failed. Oh, man, I didn't get to that 50 pounds. That sucks. But if you just focus on those smaller outcomes and hitting that, then you get to celebrate holy crap, I lost 30 pounds and I'm way healthier and I have a better relationship with food and movement and I have way more energy because I'm going to sleep at a better time. Like that is worth celebrating and that's really, really cool. So I think that that is the pitfall that people will run into when they're only focused on the outcome long term is that they, they miss all of those other things that they gain out of the small goals.
2: When you're thinking about your 2023, what are some of your goals then or things that are going to be involved for you for 2023?
1: Mm. Uh, well, I haven't done as much sitting with it as I normally do, but I, I chose my word for 2023 was intentional. And so I, I want to show up and be intentional with everything I'm doing. Um, I'm going away for college for three months. So I want to make sure that I obviously do really good at that. So I want to study consistently. I know that in my past, I have been a procrastinator. And when I was in university, I would put off studying and then, you know, it would be couple days before the exam and I'd cram, cram, cram. So I want to leave that behind. I want to be intentional every day, showing up, putting good food in my body Um, going out of my way to meet new people. Because, you know, I, I like a lot of people have social anxiety sometimes, and it can be hard to put yourself out there and meet new people. And I'd be happy to sit at home with Marissa and Loki and chill with them because, you know, that's comfortable and I love them. But I'm going to be surrounded by a hundred, hundreds of other new people. So being intentional about meeting new people and working out consistently because I have to pass a fitness exam. And so right now in the near future, in the next few months, those are really my goals is to be very intentional with how I'm showing up on a daily basis and working hard on my academics and my fitness. And to be honest, I told Marissa that I was going to come back after these three months and be the healthiest, most jacked person I've been since we've been dating. What about you?
2: Oh, I like that. I And it's really funny, um, something that you said at the beginning, I just thought this was hilarious and my brain wanted to share this, was you said, I, comma, like most people, comma, have social anxiety when it comes to sometimes meeting new people. And my brain just instantly thought, I'm like, yeah, like the way I would say that would be completely different. It would be like, I, no comma, like most people, period. it's just I like most people so like just thinking about the two of us and how different we are and how yeah for you going into this it's going to be a completely different experience and different challenge than if somebody else went into it and I'd say I'm just super excited to see you go into this and I'm I'm very proud of you for yeah just choosing to be intentional with your time with your effort and your energy as you go into this it's really cool so for me for this year um my word that I've chosen is excited and this is actually really cool because what we said at the beginning of this episode and really is like okay like how can you achieve your new year's goal your resolution or your intention it's really all the same stuff they're just different words for the same thing so it's finding a word that really resonates with you and it's it's interesting like my word like I said it's, it's excited and this is really cool because I've gone through the book called The Desire Map. I started reading it sometime uh, probably February or March of 2022 and I've slowly kind of gone through it and been working on it over the year and it's been awesome because I've, I've done all the little pieces and really understanding different words. What are the, the meanings and the feelings behind each of these words and the one I've kind of come down to is excited and I want to explain this to you is excited doesn't always just mean like crazy high full of energy excited is this inner lit up desire within me like this this part of me which is like this is fun this feels good I feel this pull towards it but it's not this crazy energy like you know sometimes when you're you hear about people like oh my god I'm so excited like uh-huh. that's not what I want to feel like all this year it's not like this crazy energy which is frantic everywhere, it's like this very calm, centered, peaceful, this lights me up, right? And like that's something I've said for years is I'm, I'm like, yeah, like find what lights you up, what makes you feel like you. And so that's really what I feel like I want to bring into this year is excited because it's impossible for me to feel grounded and peaceful, excited, really lit up about something if I'm not taking care of myself on basic levels. When you're tired, you're not excited about shit. Maybe, maybe you are, but I'm not, right? Like, when I'm tired, it doesn't matter if I'm about to go play a soccer game, if I'm about to watch my favorite TV show, if I'm about to have ice cream. Like, I get excited about ice cream because my body's like, yes, thank you, just please give me some crazy adrenaline rush, but that's not true excitement. So going back to that feeling of excited, this is why I'm anchoring this in as my intention for the years, because there's a whole bunch of things that are required to be able to get to that place where I'm grounded enough to be able to feel that excitement. So it's, for me, it's almost like challenging myself to like raise my standards. And, and I talked about this last week, Like, how can I raise my standards for myself? It's not about upping my expectations. It's about realizing, like, okay, like I'm going to need to just take care of myself consistently on different levels to be able to even get to a place where I can check into myself and be like, okay, what would actually excite me? Because this is something that I've run into in the past and why I actually started reading the book, The Desire Map in the first place was I was like, okay, like I don't actually know what I want. And like the most exciting thing for me in my life was food. Whenever it was like, okay, you have a day off, you wanna do something fun, what is it? I'm like, give me ice cream, let me have some cake. Can I go bake something and just eat something delicious? Right, and when my life, when I'm looking for something to eat to bring me joy or give me excitement, I was like, okay, like there's gotta be more than this. So this is also like even maybe like that's something that speaks to you. It's like if the most exciting and joyful bringing thing in your life is food, Whereas your TV show or whatever the thing is being like, okay, like how can you actually find something that helps you feel amazing and grounded just in being you? And if like for me, that word right now is excited. And I know that feeling and what is involved in feeling that. And I know if I get to that place, oh, life is going to be awesome because I'm naturally going to be taking care of my health. I'm going to get to a place where I'm doing things that are fun I'm gonna be at a place where I've got so much love in my life because if I don't, if I'm not giving love and if I'm not in a place where I'm able to then receive love, life can't be exciting there. And then abundance, right? If I if I'm struggling for time or for money and I'm like I don't have the things that I feel like I need to be able to feel safe and have the things I want, like of course you're not gonna feel excited. So that's how I kind of got to that word for me, excited. But I think that this is where it's important to just highlight that your goal doesn't necessarily have to be, like I said, like this thing before the example I used uh, was of losing 50 pounds. It doesn't have to do be that. It doesn't have to be this thing of, okay, I'm going to improve my blood pressure. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to make X amount of money. It doesn't have to be those out- objective, those outcome goals. It doesn't even have to be actions based around those things. If you find the feeling you want to feel, it's going to involve those actions anyways, right? Like, I could tell you my, my goals for this year are go on the walk, do my workouts, have good night's sleep, all those things. But when I go back to my intention of being excited, it's going to mean I'm doing all those things anyways. And same thing for Kathleen. Like sh- she could say her, her goals are, like she said, I want to be good at studying. Why? Because she's being intentional. Right. So if, if you have that one word, that one thing you can go back to and always check in. So for me, going back to that question of, is this helpful? I can then add on my word, my intention and say, is this helpful in me living an excited life where I actually feel like me? Kathleen can ask herself, is this in, is this helpful? At, or pardon me. Let me try that again. Is this helpful in me being intentional and following through on my intentions for who I want to be and how I want to live my life. And by asking that, she's going to figure out, do I go to bed or do I stay up a little bit later? Do I do eat this or do I eat that? Do I go to this event or do I not? Like it becomes obvious what's the right thing for you and you'll be able to then, instead of trying to do everything right all the time, just have that one little anchor you bring yourself back to, which is going to be your guiding force, which is going to help you feel more the way you want to feel, which is going to help you get the outcomes that you actually want to have because so often we get to this place where we think, okay, if we have this stuff, then we're going to feel this way. But it's not actually how it works. It's when we become this person, when we step into this feeling, when we fully embody this, then we naturally get to a place where we do the things we want to do. And then we have the things we want to have. It's not the other way. You don't have what you have and then do what you want to do and then be who you want to be. No, you start by being the person, then you do the thing, then you get the
1: outcome. That's just how it works. Yeah. And When I'm talking to people about setting goals and an effective way to set goals and how to set goals, that's a key that I found works really well for clients. It's worked really well for me, is like Marissa said, embodying that person. you, You can take your word, embody your word. You can embody or envision that best version of yourself, but then it becomes easy and you take the action that that person would already be taking. So instead of, again, we'll keep on the same track of the 50 pounds. So instead of being like, oh, I have to lose 50 pounds. And in that kind of lack mentality and feeling like a, even that word have to, like that, that, that doesn't feel empowering. That's like an external pressure put on yourself. Like you don't have a choice, but we're all adults. We all have choices no one's telling you, you have to eat a certain way. You have to work out. Like if if you go to a family gathering and you're, and you're going there for dinner and you're like, no, no, I can't eat that. That's not true. The truth is, is that you're choosing not to eat, let's say the dessert, because it's not in line with who you want to be to show up a certain way. And so instead of feeling like you have to do something, or instead of, Feeling like, okay, I need to make these decisions so I can get to the 50 pounds lost. Why don't you put yourself in the state of being that person who has already lost the 50 pounds? And what did they have to do to get there? Who did they have to be to get there? That's the important thing, embodying the person that has gotten there, that healthy person. So then when you put yourself in that state of I am already this healthy person that goes out for the walks. And then it's not a decision that you have to make. And you don't feel like you're always battling yourself or you're always having to make compromises or make decisions that you don't actually want to do. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a decision already made. Like Marissa and I don't ask each other Oh, should we go for a walk this morning? It's like, yeah, we're going out for a dog walk this morning because it's something our family does and it's healthy and we know it's good for us. And so there's there's all of these things that we've chosen to put in our lifestyle because it aligns with us. And then the outcome is it is that we happen to be very healthy, happy individuals that have a really good lifestyle. And that's and that's not by accident. That's because we embody those healthy people.
2: Yeah, it's really beautiful. And it's funny because this was a couple days ago. It was after Christmas. I picked up Kathleen. She went out for a dinner with some of her classmates, and so she'd had a couple of drinks, and of course, going to the grocery store at ten o'clock at night when you're a little tipsy, and there's chocolate Christmas treats everywhere, like that's an adventure, right? So, I was—I forget what we had to. I think we had to get creamer for her coffee. So I'm walking down the store, and I suddenly look around, and Kathleen's gone, <laughs> and she'd walked over to like all of the the Christmas treat aisle, right? And so here it is, 10 30 at night. She's walking around looking at, at this stuff, and I was like, oh my gosh, should we go over there? And like we literally we go through this all the time, guys. Like we're not superhuman. We went over there, we, we picked up the after eights, we picked up the kisses and we looked at them and we were like, and, I was, and it was like, should we get them? We both looked at each other and we're like, we know if we take these home, we're going to sit down and we're going to eat all of them at 10 o'clock at night and we're going to feel horrible tomorrow. So we had to look at each other and be like, okay, like, is this actually what we value? Is this actually who we want to be? Or is this just something that we know would feel good right now? And we're like, yeah, like, this isn't actually what we want. It's not that we can't do it. But when you are saying yes to eating after eights at after 1030, <laughs> then we're saying also, if we're saying yes to that, we're also saying yes to being tired the next day for we're saying yes to how the sugar is going to affect ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally. It's not just saying yes, just to that one thing. And it's not just calories. It's so many other things are involved there. So we're like, okay, like, is this actually who we want to be? No. So we didn't get them. And then that led us to the next day. We woke up and both of us were like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we didn't just go home and do that because we feel horrible this morning. But that's the thing is, like, it's not something which just happens instantly. It's that constant checking in. And through the course of our lifetime, the amount of times I've had like this, the saying in my head of what would blank do, right? And fill in that person's name. Growing up, we had these bracelets, which was WWJD, which was what would Jesus do, right? Like that was (laughs) me. That was my, that was like what we would What I grew up with in in my religious environment, but then as I was getting older, I'd start to put other people's names in, right? So Lori Harder's been someone who's been a great inspiration for me. So then she's someone who's she's figured out the business, she's figured out the fitness, she's figured out an amazing relationship with her with her husband Chris. And so in moments when I was like, oh, like I don't know what to do right now, I check and be like, okay, what would Lori Harder do? Well, because of her and who she's become, and this is the kind of person I'm aspiring to be. She wouldn't pick up the after eights late at night. She would go home and get a good night's sleep. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Right? So, asking yourself that maybe, like, maybe you use Kathleen and I. I use Kathleen sometimes too, because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what to do. So, I'll sit there and I'll be like, okay, like, if it's, right now, if it's this time, like, what would Kathleen say? What would she suggest I do? What would Kathleen do in this moment? Oh, she would get up and go for a walk, right? Oh, if she wasn't feeling great mentally, if she was procrastinating, what would she do? She'd probably ask for help. Okay. She, oh, she puts on binaural beats, right? She puts on like music, something to help her shift, right? So checking in with yourself. And if you don't know how to be and embody that person yet, Think about somebody else who already has and ask yourself what advice they would give you in that situation. Because when you do embody that person, that's when you're going to get the results. It's like what I said before. Like, it's not about you have the results and then you do certain actions and then you become the person. No, it's you choose to embody the person, which leads to then the actions that embodied person would do, which then leads to the results. And I wrote down something before we started this podcast, which... I just want to share, which was just wanting to be fit without being a fit person versus being a fit person and happening to get fit. Like, those are two completely different things. But so many people, they want this. They want to be healthy. They want to have fun. They want to have love in their life, but without actually doing the work, they don't realize, like, oh, I have to become this person to be able to achieve that rather than letting go of the outcome and saying, you know, I'm going to be this person right? Even in Kathleen and I in our relationship, right? We didn't go into this relationship being like, oh my gosh, I want this best relationship ever outcome. We went into this being like, how can I be the most loving person? How can I hold myself accountable? How can I really step up and give as much as I can to this relationship? And then now it's five and a half years later. and It's like, holy shit, how did we create this amazing thing? It's because both of us stepped into that person. We became the person who was in a loving, fulfilling relationship And then because we did all the actions then as that person, we now have a loving, fulfilling relationship. We didn't say when I have a loving, fulfilling relationship, then I'll start to act more loving and then I'll get to a place where I have this, like that's, then I'll become more the person who's in that relationship. Like, no, you have to start by embodying it first. So like, that's, that's just it. As you go into this 2023, regardless of whether you choose an intention, regardless of whether you're choosing goals and those actions that go to whatever it is going back to like okay are you really becoming that person who you want to be which then everything else flows from there it's just figuring out how can you help yourself be that right i say it all the time just be you capital y capital o capital u like the true you and when you embody that person all those other things
1: that you want are naturally going to flow into your life yep i think that that concludes what we're going to be talking about with goals what do you say Yeah. So
2: 2023, like I said, my my goal for this year is excited. Hmm. (laughs) Kathleen's goal? Mine
1: is intention. And hey, if you feel inspired by what Marissa and I have said in this podcast, if you're like, yeah, I want to really think about a word that I, I want to embody in 2023, then think about it and share it with us. We want to know what your word is so that we can help support you in it. And so that we can cheer you on because, you know, I think that the, one of the biggest secret powers that Marissa and I have in building this life is I have such an amazing partner who is doing this with me. And so it makes it easier when you have your community around you that is supporting you towards living your best life. And and now, you know. When we've been living with my mom now we have her coming to the gym with us and like just having multiple multiple people around you who are in line with those goals of who you want to be and how you want to show up that just makes it easier so let us know what your word is and have a wonderful 2023
2: yeah regardless of and regardless of whether it's a word If it's actions, if it's a resolution, or if it's nothing, right? Go back to, is it helpful for you? Whatever the helpful thing is for you, share that with us because we don't need yours to look exactly the way ours looks. We need you to do what's best for you. So we're going to encourage you on as you go into this 2023. So choose what's good for you. Share that with us. And we're going to cheer you along as you go.
1: And our dog, Loki's word for the year is belly because it embodies belly rubs and filling her belly with yummy foods and treats. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we've decided. (laughs) All right, guys, keep living the life. Happy New
0: Year. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you got tons of value from this episode.
1: If you did, we would love it if you tagged us on Instagram with your biggest takeaway so we can celebrate this journey with you. Our handles are at marissa.hammond and at kathleen.holt underscore. We totally get that it's not
0: always easy. So please know that we're so proud of all the work you're doing and how you're choosing to show up for yourself. If you'd like to dive deeper, check out our websites listed below in the show notes for more
1: free resources and tools. Until next time, keep living the life.